Yo. Aquaba. Welcome to another episode of Casual Divinity. I am your host, Nadudua. Shall we jam? Okay. So I just recently had a birthday. And it was magical. Oh, you're probably wanting to know how or why it was magical. (laughs) Well, one of my favorite or one of my favorite accounts that I follow for astrology on Instagram offered or started offering these mini reads and it ended at noon on my birthday that day so I was like well hot damn I'm gonna treat myself to a little birthday jam and I do this and they send me a recording of my little mini reading and this person apologizes to me for the noises in the background during the reading and that the noise was coming from somebody who was cutting down a tree in their neighborhood that day and I um this kind of shook me up in a in a big way I guess I can't say kind of in big way <laughs> See, see what, what, how useful it can be when we speak aloud to ourselves. <laughs> we can catch the stories and the ways that uh, we, we subconsciously are programming ourselves constantly. Okay, back on track. So, what was freaking me out about this person remo- like mentioning that this tree was being cut down in their neighborhood that day was that it it whisked me back to my birthday about four years ago where I was doing hospice for my father. And um, actually, you know what? I'm going to rewind it back even further. <laughs> no, okay, okay. I'm going to start with Um, I'm just going to go ahead and stick with the original jam and then maybe tangential back to where I want to go. It's just there's a lot to say. I hope I can cover it all without getting too tangential or weird. So, um, doing hospice for my dad... He was living in a part of town that they were choosing to remodel because of the college that's in the town. And part of this remodeling, they decided to get rid of all of the trees in the neighborhood in order to make the main dragway bigger in the neighborhood and to make sidewalks larger. 
and they just thought overall to get rid of the trees would be ideal. Upon hearing this news, I got very sad. It struck this feeling within me that the tree served a purpose. Now, at the time, I still wasn't understanding completely about what this purpose was for this tree. Other than I knew it had been there my whole life. So I should mention here that my father had the very distinct privilege of passing away in his own home. This is not something that too many of us get to do these days. And I'm grateful that he was able to give that to himself and that I was able to help facilitate that for him. But when we got the news that they were going to cut down the tree and the date, it triggered something in me that made me feel as though when they do this, when they cut the tree down, that my father would probably be passing away not too long after. And that this tree was was doing more work than I understood. And that perhaps this tree was helping to keep my father alive and in fact was helping a lot of dynamics going on in the household and I didn't know. It was just time to for things to unfold and then piece by piece a larger picture started to come together. So I got a strange confirmation though. <laughs> I got a knock on the door one day from the place across the street. So my dad's house my childhood home is across the street from a thrift store that's owned by a very nice couple in the in the neighborhood so one of the owners had come through to knock on the door to to share their feelings and it was very interesting because this person was very openly Christian and their thrift store is also very religious it's um I'm not going to give the name but it it's a religious name so that you would understand that like part of their money goes to that organization that helps you know, people, which is wonderful. <laughs> so she comes to me and mentions that she is also concerned about this tree being cut down, that she also would be interested in speaking with whomever possible to delay the tree cutting because she too had this strange feeling that if the tree were to be cut, that my father would probably be not long after that. But she also mentioned <laughs> that she was a good Christian woman 
and that she should I should understand that she's not into weird witchy pagan things in any way but that she still had this distinct feeling about this tree and that if we could in any way push back the date <laughs> so here I am here this lady is we're you know, pleading with the college in order to push back the date, which they did agree to do, but they only pushed it back maybe about two weeks, and then they would have to move forward otherwise. And they did just that. Um, however, before that happened, I was noticing... That this tree was sick anyway. And there were these burls on the branches, and a lot of these branches were turned downward toward the ground. So in essence, whether anyone at the house realized it or not, this tree needed to go anyway. It was dying. It was, this tree was ill. It was sick. And so, I mean, those two weeks, you know, it kind of gave me a chance to really look at these trees on the property. But the one in the front was really not well. And that's where I started to really understand why I was feeling the way that I was about this tree leaving so soon, or what the effect might be, but then also what the tree had been doing for some time now. That it was protecting something, my father. That it was absorbing some sort of illness, some sort of darkness, some sort of sickness. But again, it wasn't obvious to me what was going on other than Okay, this tree is struggling with something. Okay, now I'm going to get tangential and I'm going to go back to um, the year previous. So the first time that my dad was diagnosed with cancer, it was a, it was a tough go. For everybody, of course. But he came around. He came around quite miraculously. You know, giving him the the space and the the food, the right foods and the right herbs and energy work and just the right environment helped transform and bring him back around. And at that time, I had my own practice that I was having in a church in my neighborhood. Now, at this church, there was a tree at the side of the building that I had grown to um, taking a habit or ritual of disposing of the herbs that I would be using for steam, so I would do uh, 
herbal steams for people. I used to provide herbal steams. I won't get into the details of it, but I will just explain that it is um, it is an herbal sauna where you know we you put herbs directly into the water, and then it's you get the scent and all of that in your session, and those herbs are going into your skin. Well, instead of throwing the herbs away or flushing them down the toilet. I had began this practice um, of asking this tree that was next to the building if it would like the herbs. And it said yes. So I would just, when I would finish a session, I would do this. I would offer the herbs to the tree. The tree would be like, absolutely go ahead. And I would um, put these herbs down by the base of this tree. Well, one day when I was coming to set up for a day of sessions, I had seen that they had cut the tree down. And I was in shock. Immediately tears started falling down. I go running toward the tree and I just, I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't, I, not long afterward, mind you, after this tree gets cut down, within days I get the invitation from the church That, uh, that it was time for me to go. Of course, it wasn't mentioned to me in the usual channels. It was more done in that way of, of what we're going to use the room that you're in for something else, and we would like to move you to a different room in which we would like to raise the rent to $600. My rent at the time was $150. <laughs> this is what I mean by an invitation. So I collected my things and left. And it was the tree. It was the cutting of the tree. It was the breaking of my own heart and uh, the packing up of a practice that I had had for four long years. It was doing beautiful healings. It was really nice to have that church for those four years. But I was greatly misunderstood in that church, and that's okay. That's okay. I'm greatly under misunderstood in general. But little did I know um, that that tree getting cut down was the, the first major hit of a transformation that was taking place in my life. And they came at me with, through the trees, my lifelines. Well, I was still, I gave so much gratitude to that tree stump. And I took a little piece of it. 
And I went on my way and, you know, gathered my things out of that church later on and moved out of that church and helped with my dad and helped nurse him back to health. Only to realize years later that we would go through round two of tree cuttings and things dying away. Things shifting. So, the cutting of the tree itself, oh, like, perhaps we all have different reactions to them. Perhaps maybe you feel indifferent about them when you hear it. But I think that many people have a similar thing. Um, There was a time where I dated a tree cutter. I almost can't say dated because they couldn't even um, claim that. Like, that was too much responsibility for them. <laughs> That's neither here nor there. Anyway, um, through through them, though, I realized the importance of tree handling and, and tree cutting and having someone who can do that job respectfully because trees do have sick branches that need to go. Um... And they need pruning and care. And so it was kind of magical to see someone do that kind of work in in the thoughts of preservation or in the time where a tree has completely died and it and it's time to bring it down for its next stage of being able to help because you know if it's laying down on the ground it can become a a different part of the ecosystem but that's not what was happening I'm talking about just good old-fashioned someone's coming to cut down a tree and we've all been around it you know in like a cityscape if you're a city dweller and they have that wood chipper and you hear that sound as they're feeding that wood chipper the different branches in that I don't know about y'all but anytime I hear that sound it makes my blood curdle it makes my stomach turn I, I can't be around that sound it's always affected me in very adverse ways Maybe you've had similar, I'm I'm bringing it up in case maybe some of you experience that as well when you are around that sound, when you're around the sound of trees being cut down or that wood chipper jam. We love our paper products, don't get me wrong. But I think we can feel the difference as overly sensitive as that may sound. (laughs) between a tree that's, uh, you know, being taken care of in one way, you know, just being taken care of, maintained, and then a tree that's being cut for who knows why, for progress. (laughs) For progression. (laughs) Anyway. 
uh, yeah, I believe that after like living, okay, living in the house as my father was dying, as they were cutting that tree down was a special kind of hell. It was already difficult to eat as it was anyway. You know, all the different kinds of stresses going on makes it hard to eat. But hearing that wood chipper be right next to, you know, the, your front door is a whole other situation. It's not, it definitely wasn't restful for anyone in the home. And, um, just did my best to, you know, make things restful for my dad. And it took a long time for them to cut that tree down. In fact, it took much longer than they expected. It, 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 it ended up being a two day or three day process to safely bring that tree down. But once they did, my father passed a week later. And then we all just, we all knew, you know, and um, we all knew it was coming, but I was grateful to that tree for giving me the summer with my dad, giving me a lot of childhood memories. even giving me a baby woodpecker in its last days of standing before being cut down completely. But with its cutting came a lot more downloads, which oddly enough came through that this birthday that I just had. So piecing this together, because I, um, upon hearing <laughs> this person tell me about this tree in her neighborhood getting cut down, you know, I, I just felt compelled because on my birthday, like four years ago, that was happening. <laughs> that was happening. I was hearing, you know, trees being cut down and in my neighborhood. And so, you know, I just shared a little bit, you know, about how that had happened around that time. And then she's like, well, that's interesting because this tree in the neighborhood, I mean, this is, it's on the property of my family property. Um, that has been here for some time since I was a kid. So this, this tree I have known since my childhood. And so it's funny you mentioned that. And then I just, I was really shooketh by the coincidence. I'm <laughs> heavy on the air quotes here. <laughs> um, this coincidence of the tree cutting, well... It turned out like I just kept sharing what my experience was and it was very resonant with her and her experience. 
And so through this back and forth that the two of us had this magical day, I was able to really turn some of these observations into serious downloads about trees, which made me very happy overall. So let me try and break down some of these cool things that have been observed about tree behavior and some of the ways that they really help us out in ways known and unknown. Well, I guess some of the more stuff is coming to light about trees and how they have that massive um, connection through the earth that they use mycelium as a substratum they, to, to chat with each other. And I think that they chat with each other about more than we realize. And I think that they are helping us out and absorb things more than, than we realize. And I can take this to the studies of uh, Thai yoga. Okay. Um, one of the practices picked up from Thailand was to wear wood on my person whenever I would work on somebody so that the wood would absorb the excess energies that were being moved or released from myself <clears throat> or the person whom I was working on at the time. And I would do that. I would wear wood and then when I would complete the day or the session, it just would depend on what was going on, I would remove that the wood and I would cleanse and clear that. And through using that practice of having wood upon my person, I did notice a huge difference energetically at the end of my day of working with people. And so this had me thinking about trees differently just from that, like understanding the element of wood, understanding it in, in traditional Chinese medicine or TCM, and then understanding that being a, a of wood element, that I am a very porous and sensitive person that absorbs things. So that changed how I worked as a whole. And I started to then work around trees. Like if we had an outdoor event, something like that, then I would set up around a tree because it would help everyone involved. It would help my intuition when I was working with someone I would get sweet downloads, but then both myself and the person I was working on, we would have the benefit of this tree, you know, this tree would absorb our, our carbon dioxide as it would feed us fresh oxygen, it would absorb whatever trauma, whatever 
whatever was being released and be able to safely transmute that for all of us. So, you know, nature or trees really helped me to understand myself and then how I can work with the body um, in a more safe, sustainable way. Um, but then, okay, so that part about trees and their magic jams. Um, I also got a sweet download from that, um, I know it was a movie, okay, but sometimes a really well-told story can inspire, can inspire any, any genuine soul. And the part of the movie that struck me the most, whether real or for theatrical purposes, was Minty going to her special tree and praying. You know, and then of course, in observing that, it that hit me so hard. I was like, yes! Oh my goodness. This is what the Buddha has done you know this is this is how enlightenment is attained that that, that these trees are antenna they reach so deep into the earth and they reach up toward the heavens that there's a lot that we can gain through transmissions of this plant I guess it's not really a plant, is it? It's a tree. Anyways, you get what I'm talking about. You're picking up what I'm putting down. Okay, so... Try and bring up more... Chan chan <laughs> words. Tangential stuff. So in the observation of the burls on the trees that were in front of the family home and starting to realize that they were that that tree was sick and was absorbing something and that and that tree was absorbing something f for my dad and that that something was something that my dad was also sick with So I would look at the ground of this near this tree and I noticed that the ground was really dark colored as well with the burls and okay and then the chatting with my friend here um, that had just done this reading for me and that she had also noticed that these tree that the tree that was being cut down was also sick also had these burls also had the ground around it being darker so I made this observation with her that was kind of hard for me to to bring up but spirit told me to bring it up was that I had a family member that was living in the basement of that home 
and that that family member was very dark, very depressed, had pack-ratted the basement completely, was smoking in the basement, even though their parent was dying upstairs from lung cancer. So my observation at the time was that this tree was absorbing this family member's very negative, depressive, deep, dark energy. Energies, plural. And that it was doing its best and had been for some time, for years. But that the tree was losing this battle. And again, oddly enough, the college was doing us a favor for this tree was going to be dying very shortly. And so I mentioned this observation that perhaps someone, something, an entity a darker entity was perhaps around the neighborhood and that they should pay attention. And her reply was like, ooh, you know what? Someone had moved into the neighborhood a little while back. Everyone has felt weird about this person. This person doesn't, you know, engage with the neighbors or the neighborhood but had been causing some low-key problems here and there and that the tree was on their property and that they were getting they had been getting weird vibes as of lately and so we both really just sat in wonderment of the timing and the timeliness of the back and forth and the trading of the observations of trees, both of us realizing how much more <laughs> important trees are, we were both crazy humbled in that moment. I was so glad that I shared aloud what I had observed and held inward for so long and then realized this is what the next podcast had to be. It had to be about this crazy phenomena of what trees can do for us. I mean, not just the obvious making of the oxygen and giving us of the paper products that we love ever so much. Thank you. Shout out to toilet paper. <laughs> even bigger shout out to paper as a whole I know we don't like paper trails but I love to journal and um, if it was not for libraries there's a lot of knowledge that we would not have now so shout out to trees um, thank you for 
how you work with us, even when we don't realize how you try to take our sickness away, how you try to give us downloads from our ancestors, from the planets, from our own earth that we inhabit. You are constantly trying to give us hints about our behavior and how we can change it. So literally, by looking at the trees, we can see that what's going on. If we're seeing burls upon a tree, we know that that tree is ill. But we can also know that that illness is coming from something. Not necessarily just that it's that tree's time, but perhaps the tree could be around some ill-intentioned individuals or very ill, like mentally ill individuals as well. I think looking to the trees can give us this insight into where problems could be brewing and we aren't paying attention or even more so we are being willfully ignorant to what's going on and to think that um, being around and there's a reason why hugging trees really does make us feel better we <laughs> it's real it's real we can be developing relationships with trees more than more than we realize okay corral let's get into the tarot portion of things shall we let's go ahead and with this reading Good for whenever you hear it. How about it? Come on now. All right, spirit. We've got the moon. LOL. I mean, I'm still feeling it. I'm recording this not long after the Aquarius full moon, the first one of the season. Blue moon jams. In fact, it's beautiful. I wish y'all could see it. It's a beautiful blue. The moon is Pisces. And I'm looking at the bottom of the deck and it's three of wands. So the vibe I'm picking up is that there's a lot coming through that we forgot about. And the moon is drawing it to us. That's my first feeling kind of leaning into that three of wands though having just spoken about trees is very interesting <laughs> that we need to work with wood more working with nature more this is probably why 
we're constantly getting asked to spend more time outside. It's our natural habitat. Easier said than done, I could say. Sadly. But still, that, the wood, it's the element of wood that wants to absorb and transmute energy. And that we could learn from that. Like with the moon here, it makes me think this is a very subconscious process. This also makes me think about something else in this image here of the moon. We have a grandmother. She's weaving something. And I think that's what's going on right now is there's a there's a weaving going on. There's a a healing. There's a reworking of a family tapestry. And that whatever it is that we're working on now, we just need to keep going. Keep following the intuition. Keep making the observations. Definitely write those observations down or record them. So there's some wisdom that definitely wants to come through and I wanna do a bonus jam here. I've got this Celtic tree oracle. Since we're chatting about trees this day, let's see who would like to chat a little more on this moon energy and this three of wands energy. Okay, thank you, Spirit. I shall read from the book. I hope I can say this right. The Iohu Yu. It's I-O-H-O. And then the word Y-E-W. I can say you. <laughs> the totems are the Grim Reaper and the Vulture. The deities are the crone aspects of the goddess, Pluto, Anubis, and the ancestors. I'm telling you, grandmother energy coming through this moon now. The letters I, J, and Y, and the class of chieftain. The key words here, death and rebirth, legacies, ancestors, transition, transformation, transmutation, reincarnation, endings and beginnings, regeneration. The you lives for a very long time and you will often find them in the cemeteries of Great Britain. They maintain the silence for the souls that have crossed the veil. With them, we move toward winter 
and the winter solstice as the yew marks the endings and rebirth. This tree also stands for silence, contemplation, and meditation. The yew links us to the ideas of rebirth and reincarnation. This tree brings us to the threshold that leads into the dead of winter and the long darkness before the light. There is the promise of regeneration here, but we have to get through the winter first. This tree's ogam is yoho, and the letters are I, J, or Y. When we get this card in a reading, expect some sort of ending. What are you done with? What have you completed? What have you had enough of? What is asking you to let it go? You may not know where you are going, but you don't need to. The you asks you to embrace change, to follow the process. Something is dissolving, so something new can be birthed. And I'm going to leave it at that. Things are being birthed for us all. And we can chat about it with our ancestors. Not just the ones who have passed on in the ether, but our trees are our ancestors as well. They're always around us, observing us, and have a lot of insight to give if we would only listen. But when we pay attention to the subtle messages all around us, you will benefit. It just reminds me very much of what my father would say constantly towards the end of his life was to observe nature. That there's so much in life that can be answered in the observation of nature. Well, I hope this reading serves you. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. Please do take care of yourselves and send trees love whenever possible. Even if it's just a head nod saying thanks for your service. Alright, well until next time, this is Nadudua. You can find me on Instagram at o.o.bounds, standing for out of bounds. Do take great care of yourselves. Peace.